0: Matt Schaff and Jared Smoll of DraftSharks.com here to run you through the week seven main slate on DraftKings. Jared, before we get to this week's picks, let me know how last week treated you on DK. You're not going to
1: believe this, but I did not win a tournament on DraftKings last
0: week. Um,
1: I'd be mad, by the way, if
0: I didn't find that out until Friday morning (laughs) if I did win a tournament.
1: Yeah, and I, I'm going to do that to you When I, when I win, I'm not going to say anything until Friday. We're gonna we're gonna pop bottles on the podcast here. The Rams Cardinals game was obviously disappointing. It, man, it could have been good, right? Because you had Josh Dobbs miss Marquise Brown for two long touchdowns. Puka Nakua dropped a touchdown in the end zone, so the first half could have gone a lot differently. But that game was a major letdown. We did get some things right. One of them was Drake London. And my biggest like reminder from last week is too often, pretty much always, I build my stacks thinking about the quarterback, and then you know which wide receivers. I'm going to play with them. I think I need to flip it a lot of times and say, I really like this wide receiver. Let's play as quarterback. And, you know, last week that would have gotten me on Desmond Ritter, along with Drake London, who I ended up with in like 75% of my lineups. And, you know, Ritter ended up being the guy in a lot of the tournament winning lineups that that I saw.
0: Yeah, and of course it's it's not always going to work out like that. Sometimes you do just want the wide receiver, but I think maybe even the bigger takeaway – other than potentially flipping that thinking sometimes is to just make sure you think more about how one thing affects other things, whether it's like this, where you you know think about how much you like the wide out and how that might affect his quarterback or a game stack. If you really like the one side, think about, what it might mean for somebody on the other side that you might not have thought about to this point. So I, th- I think that's always a good takeaway.
1: Yeah. I need to also play more dolphins games. You know, I've, I've <laughs> been trying to play at least one dolphin in my lineup, but you know, last week playing two of them with uh, a Panther or two was definitely what you also needed to in tournaments.
0: <laughs> yeah. Play Adam Thielen, play a dolphin <laughs> and you'll probably be all right. So let's move ahead. We don't have the Panthers this week, so we don't have to decide whether to play Adam Thielen. and the dolphins are off the main slate, but we've got lots of other guys to choose from. And Jared, First up, your boy leads the DK dollars per point at the position at quarterback. So tell me if your cash QB is the guy that I think it is.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure yet honestly. Sam Howell does lead dollars per point. You have Geno Smith there at 6000 who's second in dollars per point. And I feel much more comfortable playing Geno and Cash. I mean, we've seen we've already seen Howell one game Just play poorly and not score fantasy points, right? I mean, it was against a tough Bills defense. I don't. I think Howell will be fine. I definitely feel more comfortable with Gino. We got to see about Gino's wide receivers though, because we've had DK Metcalf not practice this week with the rib injury he's been playing through. But then he also has a new hip injury that he picked up last week. And then even Tyler Lockett has been limited in practice this week so far with a hamstring. But I do think you know Gino at home for Arizona, great matchup. That you know if he has his wide receivers, he's a good play. Then I I do still think Sam Howell at fifty five hundred is a fine. DraftKings play I mean it's a nice price he has scored 17 plus DraftKings points in his other five games you know not including the one game where he imploded against Buffalo and just in general this looks like an ugly low scoring week you look at the implied totals they're way down there's like any game taking place on the east coast has uh wind wind concerns this week that that could you know keep scoring down so it's just going to be a low scoring week in general so you know keep keep that in mind as you're building lineups
0: Yeah. He mentioned the one game for Sam Howell and he was awful against Buffalo and hurt anybody who used him in fantasy that week. But that is the only game that he has not been at least fine in terms of fantasy scoring. So that's the dramatic outlier. So, you know, in our planning for week seven, I think we need to treat that as unlikely when the other five games have been at least good um, to very good. So I think combine that with his $5,500 salary, he makes plenty of sense. Yep. Cash games on DK. Tournament side, what do you like a quarterback? I'm playing Jordan Love in tournaments. This might be a week where I play all my tournament teams as, as Jordan Love stacks.
1: I really like the spot for him. And listen, I. So I've been saying since week two that he he's kind of been a you know fantasy mirage. He has not been playing all season, but he, he has been scoring fantasy points. You know, he has 19 plus DK points in four of his five games, including games of 23 and 25 DraftKings points. He he's doing two things that we like for fantasy scoring. He's running, he's averaging 21.8 rushing yards per game. And he's chucking the ball downfield. Love leads the NFL with a 9.8 intended air yards per pass attempt. So even if he's not playing well, he's you know taking deep shots. That's fantasy upside. He's running, that's fantasy upside. And then he gets this Broncos matchup. Denver 31st in passing yards allowed, 32nd in passing touchdowns allowed, 32nd in yards per pass attempt allowed, 32nd in pass defense DVOA. It's it's you know the best matchup for a quarterback. Green Bay has the fifth highest implied total on the week and Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs and Luke Musgrave are all nice value. So it's a, it's, you know, a, a good value stack. You pick two of those guys to, to stack up with love.
0: 55.6% completion so far, 6.7 yards per attempt, despite all that deep throwing and his touchdown rate is now down below 5%. So Jared, I'm not telling you not to play Jordan love in tournaments, but please promise me that he won't be the only tournament quarterback you play. Cause otherwise okay. I don't think we're popping any bottles next week other than Pepto Bismol.
1: I can't promise you that. I mean, again, I mean, look at the slate. Tell me who's a better option at, at their price tag.
0: Lots of guys because Jordan Love is not good. He might work out, but I'm not arguing I'm he's good. I'm, on not. Or not, I'm betting against it. Him being good is 0% of my argument here. yeah but if a guy stinks it's definitely a reason to at least have some insurance against him continuing to stink i mean honestly he's not been good so far and it's it's kind of important to be at least a little bit good at quarterback just
1: need another one of those you know 25 drafting points games and we're 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 in good shape
0: well good luck to you again i'm not telling anybody not to play him but i wouldn't make him my only tournament bet this week running back Isaiah Pacheco leads in dollars per point. And Jared, he seems to me like he's mispriced at $6,100 on there. 13th among running backs on the main slate on DK eighth in DK points per game at the position. And three of the seven guys in front of him are Zach Moss, Kyron Williams and David Montgomery, two of those not playing this week and the other, not somebody you want to play because he's falling behind Jonathan Taylor in work.
1: Yeah, I, I will be playing Isaiah Pacheco in cash. 70% of the Chiefs carries over the last three weeks, 10% target share. So he's just playing a really strong role in a strong offense. This is, you know, pretty easily the most exciting game of the week. You know, it has the highest over under the Chiefs have the highest implied total. So Pacheco will be in my cash lineup. Ken Walker is going to be in my cash lineup as well at $7,000, whether Zach Charbonnet plays or not you know if Charbonnet is out with his hamstring injury Walker's just an even stronger play but even with Charbonnet on the field last week Kenneth Walker set season highs in snap rate rush attempt share and route rate so he came out of the bye week with, with an even bigger role than he had been playing and j- just a awesome spot for Ken Walker this week at home big favorites against the Cardinals Arizona is 29th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to to running
0: backs You talked about Geno Smith being one of your two cash considerations at QB. Are you willing to play him and Walker in the same cash lineup?
1: For sure. I Actually, I like doing that in cash when we have an offense that I just believe in that week that, you know, again, the implied total tells us we should believe in them. Second highest implied total on the slate. So I'd be fine playing uh, Geno and Ken Walker and just, you know, making sure I get all the touchdowns the Seahawks score this weekend.
0: And that's probably much more of a cash game play than a tournament play, right? Because you're not likely to maximize both of those players unless the offense really goes nuclear.
1: For sure. Yeah. I do think in like smaller field tournaments, you you can play uh, Walker with Geno because, you know, in those, you don't need ultimate, you know, you don't need to make like the optimal lineup for the week, but in most tournaments, I would not play Geno with Walker.
0: So who do you like for tournament running back on DK this week?
1: I like Jerome Ford. So if you look at, you know, four of our top five running back values are projected for 20% ownership or higher Ford for whatever reason right now is projected for just 5% ownership. And I get, we talked about how Ford lost more work to Kareem hunt last week, but Ford still got 17 carries and two targets in that game. I mean, I don't know if you can expect that much this week, but I do think Cleveland's going to continue to lean on the run with PJ Walker under center. We'll see if Deshaun Watson makes it back, but you do have Cleveland as three point favorites this week. Um, They do have the seventh highest implied total on the main slate. And the Colts are 24th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to running backs. And they just lost Grover Stewart, one of their interior D linemen, who owns the team's top PFF run defense grade among their front seven players. So that's a pretty big loss for Indy. It makes the matchup better for for Jerome Ford.
0: Yeah, I hope that he I hope that last week turns out to be I don't know if a Mirage, but not a sign that. Kareem Hunt's work is going to continue growing because there's no reason for Kareem Hunt to pass Jerome Ford and work, but we'll certainly be watching this week to see what it does. For sure. Over to wide receiver Jared, it feels like we're back because number two in dollars per point at wide receiver is $3,800 Wandale Robinson. Number three (laughs) is $4,000 Curtis Samuel. Both of those guys trail $9,500 Cooper Cup. Of course, our Lord and Savior. What's your cash plan at wide (laughs) out? Right now,
1: my plan is to play Cup um, again. And what's. Going to be a low scoring week. I'm just going to like take my 20 to 30 points from Cooper Cup and move on, even at the price tag. Like it's not hard to get him in if you're playing one of those cheaper quarterbacks. I'm probably going to play one of those cheap wide receivers. I'm leaning towards Wandell Robinson. I think he's just a safer target bet than Curtis Samuel is. I'm also probably going to go back to Marquise Brown. Um, and he let us down last week, but he saw another 11 targets in that game. And remember, Brown had scored 16-plus drafting points in four straight games prior to last week. Brown now ranks 11th among all wide receivers and targets, ninth in target share, 5th in air yards. He, he's just the usage is, is way too strong for this price tag, even if, you know, we kind of do have to project him to, you know, be inefficient catching passes from Josh Dobbs.
0: And do you take uh, game stacking into account at all for your cash lineups? Because Marquise Brown can fit with those Seahawks you talked about. Wandale Robinson could be on the other side of a Sam Howell lineup.
1: I don't take it into account. I don't, I don't avoid it, but I, I'm not going to, you know, like bump Marquise Brown up my list because I'm playing Geno or, or, you know, vice versa.
0: Do you think, I, I mean, I know it's more of a tournament strategy, but don't you think it helps when you're, you know, we're obviously every single play is a bet on somebody scoring. So even if it's a cash lineup, isn't it a little safer bet to correlate those bets between that opposing receiver and those Seahawks players, for example?
1: Yeah, maybe. I mean, we've talked about before how head to head contests are different than 50 50s where in head to head, you do care about upside more because, you know, making an 80th percentile lineup is going to win you more money than making a 55th percentile lineup. So like, it is a case where you know, maybe I would make a. I, I do that sometimes while I will make different lineups for head to head cash if there's like a close two v two I will you know try to stack or have a run back in my head to just to just to increase the upside in that
0: lineup tournament wide receiver who are you playing oh
1: we're playing JSN baby we're doing it thirty nine hundred bucks he did get the roll bump coming off the bye week season high seventy eight percent of the routes for Jackson Smith and and again we have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett dealing with injuries we'll see. One, if they play, and then two, if that you know impacts their playing time at all. But I do think um, we should expect Smith and Jigba to you know, re- remain at least around that 80% route rate. And just, uh, again, a great matchup for JSN. Arizona is 21st in adjusted fantasy points allowed to wide receivers. They had been using Jalen Thompson as their primary slot defender, and he missed last week. It looks like he might miss this week again, Is not practiced this week. Antonio Hamilton replaced Thompson in the slot. Last week, he's not very good. He's allowed a 70% completion rate for his career in coverage. So it's just a, a nice individual matchup for Smith and Jigba.
0: Yeah, regardless of who is healthy or not for Arizona, their secondary is a mark in favor of playing any pass catchers on the other side. Tight end now, and it's Luke Musgrave up top in dollars per point. $3,300 salary on DK obviously helps. That's down 500 versus the last time that he was on the field, despite Musgrave matching his season high with six catches in that game. Second highest DK score of the season in that game. Still nothing big though, and he's coming off the bye this week, which probably helps that number down. Is he in your cash game plans, Luke Musgrave?
1: Yeah, Musgrave's who I'll probably end up playing at tight end. You know, he's played four healthy games. He left that I think it was the week four game around halftime with a concussion. But Musgrave has run a passer out on 70 plus percent of the Packers' pass plays in all four of his healthy games. He's seen four, three eight and then seven targets. So he has, you know, eight and seven targets in his last two games, which you, which you like to see. And then Denver, of course, bad against tight ends like they are against every other position. They are 29th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to tight ends. I I do think um, Michael Mayer, if the $600 savings helps you at all, I do think Mayer, At $2,700, it's not a lock. He maintains a big role. And there's obviously quarterback questions in Vegas. But as we've said all season, like tight ends, so bad, (laughs) like even if Mayer gives you four points at $2,700, it's probably not going to cost you in cash games.
0: Yeah, I would lean away from him unless you need that savings, because I, I would imagine that they have him block a lot more this week with whatever backup quarterback is in the lineup, because we've only had the one week of the spike in route rate. And the last time Aiden O'Connell started in place of Jimmy Garoppolo, we had, I believe it was a season low, 30% route rate for Michael Mayer.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I, I would rather have Musgrave. But again, I, it's it's more just the price tag and how bad mm-hmm. tight end is in general. I just like, don't think Mayer is going to kill you.
0: And if somebody sneaks in a, a touchdown at 2700, then you've made it tournament okay. side. Luke Musgrave is sitting highest in projected ownership, according to our yeah. lineup generator right now, among tight ends. Is that changing how you treat him on that side?
1: Yeah, I'm going to play Musgrave and any love teams I make. I do think Musgrave is probably worth fading if you're not. Playing Jordan Love, right? Because like if Musk, if Musgrave goes off in any shock, then you know there's a good chance you're going to want to have had Love in that lineup. I like Mark Andrews as a tournament tight end this week. You know, fifty seven hundred dollars, so a pretty nice price tag. Um, you know, Mark Andrews has a twenty five point game this season. Travis Kelsey's topped out at twenty four point four. I'm not saying Kelsey has a lower ceiling than Andrews, but I don't think it's it's so much higher to you know to justify the, the extra what you know over $2,000 you need to pay to get Travis Kelsey. So I like Mark Andrews
0: as a payoff option at tight end. Not saying that Travis Kelsey doesn't have a higher ceiling than Mark Andrews, but I think you are saying that they both jumped and tried to touch the ceiling this season, and Mark Andrews is the only one that reached it. Exactly. What is your plan at Flex on DraftKings for week seven?
1: Yeah, so I'm trying to pay up for three strong volume bets at running back this week. So we talked about Ken Walker and Isaiah Pacheco. I'm also probably going to play Josh Jacobs in my you know third spot for cash. And he's actually someone I wouldn't play in tournaments because I don't think he has like massive upside, but just the work he's been getting. I think that's going to continue to come with, you know, obviously either Brian Hoyer or Aiden O'Connell under center for and it's a fine matchup against the Bears. The Bears have actually been OK against the run this season, but I just think it's a spot where, you know, Jacobs is going to get his 20 plus touches.
0: I'm surprised to hear you say you don't think he has that ultimate upside against the Bears this week, especially with a backup quarterback in. So they might even be more inclined to hand it off or throw it to him. What makes you say that he doesn't have that attractive enough ceiling? I guess just the
1: lack of touchdown upside, like I just don't, I think that's going to be an ugly game. I think the Bears' rundy has been, I think they're allowing under four yards per carry through running backs this season. Like they've been worse against the pass. For anyone getting that type of work and pop in two touchdowns. So I'm not saying Jacobs can't, you know, score 30, but, um, you know, at the price tag and what's going to be high ownership, um, he's a guy I'm probably going to be not playing in tournaments, but I do like him for cash.
0: Yeah. I think he's a player where high ownership can factor in as a reason to not use him because not only might the bears be playing the run a little bit better than the past, Josh Jacobs still only averaging 2.9 yards per carry. So it's not like he's yeah. running particularly well or getting good blocking. So certainly somebody yeah. that could let you down if he's being overly trusted in that tournament field. For sure. Defense, Jared, are you going to do it? Are you going to play $2,100 Patriots <laughs> at home against the bills this week?
1: I have made a cash lineup that did have to go down to them. Um, and it, you know if that's kind of what I settled on, I, I'm, I'm okay with it. I'll admit it's a spot where they, you know, could get zero or could get you negative points. So it's a, a little scary. I think the Browns are just underpriced at $3,300. Like, you know, they should be closer to 4k with how good they've been in playing against Gardner Minshew. I don't know if I'll, you know, get myself to pay 3,300 for a D, but I do think they're a good play. I like Baltimore at 2,500. It's been a good fantasy defense this season. They're averaging 9.2 DraftKings points per game. That's fifth highest among main slate D's. Um, they are three point home favorites against the Lions and the Lions have just a 20 point implied total. The line makers are telling us, you know, it's not going to be a big game for this Lions offense. Plus what I like about the Ravens, Ds, I do think you're going to see Detroit throw it more. Without David Montgomery and just, you know, in general, we we do want our defenses facing more pass attempts.
0: I'll say in the same range, it hasn't been a good matchup so far in the Chargers, but the Chiefs at $2,400 against the Chargers are worth a look. The Chiefs are playing better than the Patriots are defense-wise so far for looking at that cheap range. Ninth in overall DVOA, sixth against the pass. Justin Herbert's been fine the past two weeks, but also not awesome, you know, following Mike Williams going down. And Justin Herbert hurting his left hand uh, just before the bye might not be an offense that with as much blow up potential on the scoreboard as usual. And again, the chiefs have been playing pretty well. So a chance that they are at least okay.
1: Yeah, sure. I like the chiefs for tournaments. It's a good defense and they're, they're going to be facing, you know, probably 35 to 40 pass attempts. So I like that. The other D I I like for tournaments is the Steelers. Um, just Again, a, a defense that can get pressure and a defense that I think is you know, very likely going to be facing, you know, 40 plus pass attempts. I think, you know, we, we both expect the Rams to just throw it a whole bunch with their running back injuries.
0: Not playing them in your Rams lineup though, right? Although you're just playing Jordan Love, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I'm playing Jordan Love. Then, you know, you play, you play Cooper
1: Cup to get all those Stafford points. That's how we're going to win a tournament.
0: there you go the lineup generator on draftsharks.com is ready to help you build winning lineups for week seven i promise it won't put jordan love in every single one of your lineups (laughs) dollars per point ceiling projections you can filter by matchups you can mess with team stacks to see what you like make sure that you also check out jared's articles with more picks for cash games and tournament play on DraftKings this week our goal as always is to help you win week seven